0: Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers! Welcome back to The Witcher Lorecast. This is your host Tom, or Robots. I'm here with Toasty, who's busy playing Genshin Impact on not his phone. Uh, but Toasty, it's time to do The Witcher. You want to you wanna do a show? You ready?
1: Apparently, I'm playing Engine Impact, so whatever. That's fun. I'll (laughs) I'll click on it right now. (laughs) (laughs) This is this (laughs) is like Logan back on old cyberpunk days. Who played cyberpunk? (laughs) True, that's true. uh, that
0: yes. is that is true. we would be playing cyberpunk on the side while we did the show. Um, yeah, okay, so he's not playing Genshin Impact, uh, but Toasty's here with me, and our patrons are here. We've got Bennett Tamaria, Crow of Velen, and Genesis are all back. Welcome, everybody. How's everybody doing? Yay, welcome. Yay. Yay.
1: Like Yay. Legally required to say uh, Genesis of Toussaint at this point, because we said the other ones, so.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> Genesis of Toussaint. If I were to live somewhere, I would not choose Tucson. I mean, it's beautiful and whatever, but it's
2: way too bright out. It's too sunny for me. Hey, you don't have to. At least you don't have to see corpses the entire time you walk down a road. I was just about to talk about Bellin's decorative trees. Yeah. I'm sure it doesn't
3: smell very good either. Tom,
1: you live in. Florida. That's why I wouldn't want
0: to live there. It's too much like where I'm currently at. Oh, okay, you're just tired yeah. of it? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I hate it. Okay. I hate how sunny it gets, especially during the summer. It's just too bright out. Uh, but anyway, today's episode is not about my complaints about the weather or the sun or whatever. It is about season three of The Witcher Netflix show is getting very close. We know it's coming out sometime this, this summer. As of recording this right now, they recently dropped a new poster with the three main characters on it, all kind of hugging together. Uh, You know, just symbolize that, oh, they're back together again, no hard feelings or whatever, I guess. And also rumor has it that Tomorrow which might be in the past by the time you listen to this episode uh, They will be dropping potentially the first trailer for the new season and maybe we'll get a release date because we don't actually have an official release date Just kind of a release window for the summer. So rumor has it it might be coming sooner than we might expect so with all of that said and with the first two seasons behind us and blood origin behind us we have So, we have some better episodes out there. We have some not as good episodes out there. And I wanted to get our thoughts, especially our patrons' thoughts, on what will make or break Season 3 for them specifically. So, I'm just going to put it out there at the beginning. We're going to start this off. And I'm going to say, how important is it that it sticks closely to the books? Because, obviously, that is the biggest thing that everybody's talking about so what do you think about how close it needs to stick to the books for you to feel good about the next season who would like to go first
2: ben don't do the monolith crap don't do the monolith. okay what does that mean specifically to you so you know like season two like they started doing offshoot stuff it's like okay this is fine and then it got mixed in with the main storyline like uh geralt um, and
0: uh what's his face exploring the monolith and then the monster showing up that
2: and like it being like there's one randomly in care morin and the medallion tree out of nowhere and like i'm one for being book accurate and like you can go off like completely off script and do something just make sure it makes sense to the story and what they did absolutely made zero sense to the story
0: like uh, if I if I if I'm understanding what you're saying you're saying if you are going to go off script off or at least off of the books at least use that to bolster the book story rather than to create like a side thing that just doesn't need to exist on its own
2: yes Okay. Yeah, I I, told, I, yeah, I, agree. I all think the that, monolith that stuff a felt like sense. a giant side quest that somehow muddled into the main quest.
0: Yeah, so it didn't make the main story better. It just added mm-hmm. more complexity to complexity to a thing that didn't need it. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. What do you guys what uh, Jen, do you have thoughts on that?
4: Yeah. Um I was a huge fan of the Suki Stackhouse novels well before the True Blood hbo series came out Mm -hmm. and they did that too season one was almost scene for scene word for word just like the books with some minor tweaks and things like that and then at the end of the season they decided to keep a character alive that should have died and it changed a lot of the things moving forward and then the story completely split they kept character names, but not a whole lot about what actually happened in the books. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's kind of how it's happening with Witcher now. Yeah, have our main characters that are staying, um, and then they're just creating their own story for characters that we have loved now get to play in.
0: Right, and
4: as long as you can divorce yourself from those two ideas, like I'm not watching the witcher book series played out in TV. I'm watching the witcher TV series. I'm fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
3: Okay. Crow, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. To kind of go off of like what she was saying, because me and my buddy talk about this all the time since we're huge DC fans and we talked about their TV shows and movies. Um, like whenever it comes to an adaptation, I feel like a lot of us would be a bit bored if it was just that scene for scene, shot for shot, seeing exactly what happened in the book. The big thing for an adaptation, I think you can keep major plot points and events from the source material, mm-hmm. or at least have a healthy respect for the source material You know that the writers allegedly don't have. But the big thing for it is keep the core characters the same. Like, you, yes, you can fall in love with the world, but you fall in love with characters more so. And so if you're going to adapt them into a new story, at least keep it the same characters. So we're seeing these characters that we already love and are invested in going through some somewhat new adventures.
0: Right, right. So don't have them making decisions that they wouldn't have made that breaks the character or saying or doing things in ways that really stand out and make you go wait a minute, Geralt would never do that or say that or Ciri wouldn't wouldn't do that, she knows better, even from the beginning before she had a character arc or any of that kind of stuff. So that's what you're saying. So, yeah. Uh, so that raises the question which characters are and are, are are not off limits. So, with something like The Witcher, you can say there's the, the 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 three main ones, right? Geralt, Siri, and Yennefer, right? But can are you okay with adjusting some of the other characters a little bit? What if Yaskier's a little bit different? Obviously, he goes by a different name, but you know, what if uh, what if Triss is a little bit different? What if you got even further from the main characters and you have somebody like, um, I don't know, somebody like uh, the Emperor, uh, Amir? Like,
2: what if he's significantly different? The, the thing with that though, if you read the books. All three, like Geralt, Siri and Yen, obviously don't really touch too much. You can change a little here and there. All the other characters, I mean, as long as they're like somewhat similar, you don't. There's not really like you can do whatever with them because a lot of them are typically, hence, as background characters. Mm-hmm. Right, they're not really developed mainly in the main story, except for like Amir from like some points here and there with the whole Siri thing, but. Okay. So like Toasty and I talked about Dijkstra recently, right? And Dijkstra Mm -hmm. plays uh,
0: an important role in some very specific things and then for the rest of the stories doesn't really show up. So would you guys be okay with the idea that somebody like Dijkstra would come across a little bit differently in this adaptation because... They Maybe they need to stretch the character out. They hired the actor. They need to like find more stuff for him to do. Or they're filling in the background for things that he may have been involved with, but we don't actually get the the point of view reference of it in the books or something like
3: that. Is that okay? So, yeah, with that, because like, whenever it comes to the main characters, like you were talking about, like tweaking them here and there, I think that's what led us to where we're at. Now with the Netflix series, but whenever it comes to a character like Dijkstra, like you said, that like plays a little bit of a role, but then is gone for the majority of the series. Mm-hmm. As long as he's like his character doesn't overshadow what most people would consider a more important character, but like they can still just flesh him out. I mean, as long as they got enough episodes, enough screen time, then I think the fans of Dijkstra would enjoy that more. As long as it still kind of stayed around the same information that like we already have
2: about him or true to his personality i mean they they did with it did that with Yin. they added more background to Yin's story exactly that's that's kind of where i was going her out giving her more screen time because yeah she's in the books and she's in a good portion of the books but there's like we only know of her. Oh, she's a powerful sorceress. She's a love interest to Geralt. She's tutoring Ciri. That's it. She, yeah, she's kind of Done. off on the periphery for a lot
0: of it. And you just mm. have kind of Geralt's reference of her, but not necessarily the individual's actions
2: that she takes. So, I mean, if they do that more with like other characters, I'm fine with. Just don't let them, like Crow said, don't have them overshadow the main protagonist that we have in the show. I got you.
0: So, okay. So that leads to the question about somebody like Yen being that they have to make reasons for her to be on the screen more often because, and and they've done so already in the first two seasons, because like we talked about, she, she's off on the periphery. We don't see a lot of what she's doing when she goes off in some other place or whatever. So, where is where's the boundary for somebody like her, you know, having uh, events uh, like uh, Sam Sam Crow in chat says Kahir and Yennefer never met in the books and here in the show they got a love story going on like WTF, um, you know, like, uh, yeah, sure, that never happened in the books but you can also see why they did something like that in order to kind of incorporate her more into the story and to reveal bits of her character and who she's, what she's like at this point in the story and all of that. So where's the boundary there? Is that, was that too far and what would have been better? Anybody have thoughts on this one? Everyone's thinking like,
4: I don't mind adding a little bit of a love story between yen and kahir it made sense at the time you know and the fact that there's so much time especially in that first season where you know it's like we're establishing these characters we're building them out we're growing them out so that way we do want to fall in love with the story and continue watching throwing in a quick little love interest is you know it's expected
0: okay so Jen thinks it's it's fine do you guys agree
3: or do you disagree Uh, with that I kind of like especially speaking of Yennefer from season two specifically like you said finding new ways for her to be just more front-center and a story of her own I think that's all right with that one you could kind of see it making somewhat sense for her character like going on that little adventure with Kahir and having the kind of weird little love interest thing going on the whole, she can't
0: use her that, magic abilities. She has to rescue Yaskir, s- like that whole thing.
3: So that compared to later in the season where she's trying to sacrifice Siri to Baba Yaga, uh-huh. like that th- felt too the, far like, comparing those to two, you. Yeah. Yeah. The Kahir thing wasn't too bad Com- going completely against her, like more maternal, role that she has for siri like that kind of seemed a bit too far for me
2: yeah i can see that okay okay that makes sense ben did you have thoughts on this yeah i'm like honestly in agreement with crow like having the kihir like side things like okay that's fine that i mean just to add something in there to add, like, you know, a little romance in the early okay. in the season and whatnot. And it really but, like, wasn't a okay hard whatever. romance. But it was then, more of a, now, like, it's like, it's like a little fling thing, something. It was more of a, they kind of th- th- I mean, thought if each if other were gone, okay for a little while. Even if it gone really to well. other,
1: like, extents, in my opinion, it would have been fine. Because they do make it very clear that, like, Geralt and Unifer kind of just, like, sleep with whoever the hell they want. Like in the thing, there's even like a whole Beltane, like, like thing where they meet up during Beltane and Yennefer goes off and just like, screws some random dude. Like they can, (laughs) like, they both kind of do what they want in the bedroom. Like it's, it's fine. If they'd gone more with that, that'd have been fine. But like core, like ideals to the characters or even creating plot lines that would even like get to that point like the whole series,
2: like that's a no no her losing her magic
1: was not necessary at all honestly like like it's supposed to i think the idea of it was supposed to like show her coming to terms with the fact that she doesn't want to make any sacrifice for herself but it's like she comes to that term like she comes to that on her own without losing her magic in the book so does it
0: yeah do you think it, it was like stink? a like the superhero thing where like in certain superhero movies the the superhero loses their power because they don't believe in themselves as strongly or whatever and they have to like learn to be a hero without their powers and like do you think it was sort of that sort of thing or my other thought on that was if she had her magic powers and she wanted to sacrifice siri it would have it would have happened right away like nobody could have stopped her. And the fact that it's it's like they they came up with this. The main plot, I guess, is what this becomes. Right. in season two of, oh, she's going to be manipulated and she's going to try to sacrifice Siri. And then she's going to have to redeem herself later on for that. Right. And well, how can we make that work? She's a powerful sorceress. She could just teleport them somewhere and then just boom, they're, they're done. Right. Like so they had to come up with a reason to make that not easy for her. I don't know those are my thoughts on like why that evolved the way it did i'm not justifying that it was a good decision i'm just trying to think through the process of why they would have even implemented it what do you so i think, think? it would have been better With if that, they like, had
4: stuck to the source material on yeah.
1: that one yeah no i you
0: totally agree to absolutely Siri absolutely at all.
1: <laughs> right yeah right
3: like there's no no it's, uh, i it's it's also, still think
1: oh go ahead sorry
3: i was just going to say kind of like what uh the point i made earlier about how if you're going to do an adaptation It's fine as long as you keep like certain core things the same but as the most important thing is to keep the core characters the same so even if they did want to do the whole story arc for the season where she burned out her magic and didn't have it for the season still showed her being a pretty capable badass which i appreciated like i thought that was cool Mm -hmm. just the way that they ended it with the whole series sacrifice like it's hard it's gonna be really hard for her to turn into the yennefer from the books and the games like and be thrusted into that maternal role for Siri because everybody's going to be remembering back to oh she almost sacrificed her to a witch just to yeah. get her magic back. Well,
0: With a lot, of, a lot of storytelling, what they'll do is they'll swing the pendulum all from, from one side to the complete other. So they'll have the character seek redemption. And so therefore, she she will throw herself into the mother role even harder in order to redeem herself from the mistakes of her past, right? Like, you, you see that a lot. Like, every, every time, and this is just one of those things that they do in stories in movies and TV shows today. Every time a character tries to get a character to do something else, the initial response from the other character is never yeah okay cool I'll do it it's always never in a million years I'm never going to do that it's never going to happen never 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 and then two scenes later they're like alright fine I'll do it <laughs> right like it's things that's just the way that stories work in media right now and it feels like that's what
2: they're kind of shooting for Ben I will have to say this one thing in hindsight the decision making they had with Yen you can't deny that it came with the best Geralt dad moment when he pointed his sword at her and defended Siri as his daughter.
0: Yeah it definitely set the boundaries there right and, and and showed you his his true feelings about the situation so that's true that's true. Okay so okay moving into season three let's move into season three we've got season one and season two in the past and they are what they are. We can't go back and change them for any of the parts that we lament and we go, oh, well, we wish this was better. We can't. They have to pick up from where they are and move forward now. First, I guess, first question is. Do, they, do you think they can redeem themselves? Is there as writers of this show, is there possible redemption? And if yes, what does that entail? Who would like to start first
3: on this one? So I guess just my initial thoughts of it is, I mean, everybody would like to hope for some sort of redemption, but I mean, just from the backlash and stuff, it's gotten just the announcement uh, for tomorrow. It's like, it seems like a lot of people have given up on it before it's even out. Right. Because they know it's like last season.
0: Aside from what, Everyone else might think. What about for you? For you personally, can is there is there a scenario where you go into watching season three and you turn on the first episode and you go, "Oh, that was, that was a lot better than I expected." And then you get to the next episode and you go, "Oh, this is actually pretty good." And then you keep watching through it, and by the end of the season, you're like, "Wow, they fixed it. This is this is way better than I expected. They fixed it. Is that possible? And if so, how?" maybe in a universe I don't blood think the, origin uh, didn't
3: give us an idea of what they're
1: <laughs> looking at.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I I don't I believe that there might be some episodes that I enjoy watching but I don't think that there's a way to just uh uh-huh. like a, a complete 180 and bring it back
0: you don't think they like can fix it. fix it there's no way they there's nothing no. they can do in the long run to be able to make this show go make you go oh wow that was amazing season three was great no okay okay jen or ben what do you think (laughs) ben's making faces jen what do you think
4: ben probably has a lot of thoughts but no way to articulate them (laughs) (laughs) too many Um, thoughts yeah i i i think i'm resigned to the fact that this is not going to be the tv show that i want to watch And, but it is going to be a cool show that I will enjoy watching for the actors Mm -hmm. and the cinematography.
0: It's just not the the same show show. It's just not the Witcher anymore. It's just another show that happens to be masquerading under that title. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
4: And I mean, I'm okay with that but i also i i would love to see the storylines that i've read i would love to see things that i have played in the games but i just don't think that they can get back to that point and then knowing that season four is going to change things again somehow mm-hmm. because of the change of the actor i just I'm going to watch it and enjoy it as its own separate thing (laughs) and is not part of my Witcher canon.
0: Got it. Got it. Okay. All right. So Ben, is there, is there potential for redemption here or they, they've gone too far?
2: No. No. Okay. Not (laughs) at all. Just just no. Um, I mean, can they scrap up the storyline and get it closer to the books? Absolutely. Are they going to do that? From what we can see, probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's but you're saying there's a chance. It's a it's a chance. <laughs> there's a chance. It might be a very fact, small chance. But you're saying if there's a chance they truly truly listen to the fan feedback after season two because there was all you know a lot of discussion after season two happened. Yes. If they remotely listen to that, possibly, but the toasty shaking his head for no the fact <laughs> that we know henry cavill is leaving the project we all know that's not what they did that so, i mean that is where the evidence seems to point um and so i, sure. I don't know like i'll watch it and i'm going to watch it more for the fact yes it's witcher it's going to i'm going to enjoy it because it's henry cavill as gerald the c- cinematography the action the the coordination they do for the action scenes is phenomenal you can't deny that story-wise am i going to love it that's going to be up in the air i mean honestly after season three i'd rather go watch the hexer (laughs) wow okay Mm, the hexer nice and that's bad and if no one knows what the hexer is it's the polish version of the witcher yeah yeah that they made in the 90s which was absolute trash (laughs) right right all right so
0: so i'm i am by by my own definition uh I, i try to resolve reserve making like Actual like deciding things until I see all the evidence, right? I try to be very careful about this. I'm, I'm a skeptic very much through and through um, so to, to follow up with what all of you've said There is like an extremely high chance that you are absolutely right that this is the reason why why Henry Cavill left That uh, the evidence from blood origin shows that they're just gonna keep going off script that all of that stuff is absolutely true there is a very small percentage chance and I'm talking like a point one percent chance that maybe some of the other messaging is correct. It probably isn't, because it's probably all marketing garbage, but there is rumor out there that he was getting harder to work with, and like some of these other things were going down. The other quote, I'm quoting, other side of the argument, right? And I'm not saying that we should give it the same weight or anything like that. I'm just saying that that explanation is out there, and once we see season three, we'll have a very strong sense of which of those two things Is actually true right so in my mind that means that there's a very small chance that all of that other stuff could be true and all of the things we expect are not but I also don't expect that to be the case I don't expect it right now but I also am NOT in the future where I've seen season 3 happen yet so I can't tell you for sure that's all I'm saying right so I think that's that's where I'm at and if they were in a scenario where they were to all of a sudden we got this magical season three where it's way more in line with the books and the characters and the character arcs and yeah they made some mistakes in season two but it it works a lot more like season one did and then just gets better from there that would be amazing i think like if that was the case i would go okay season two was rough but man it got a lot better and we can move on from there. Am I expecting that to be the case?
1: No, <laughs> unfortunately, I'm not. Maybe in a universe where we didn't already know that Henry Cavill left the show, like uh, it's I don't. Yeah,
0: yeah, but, like, but maybe he was difficult to work with. Maybe maybe he thought he was something was going to work out with Superman, and then just didn't. You know, like there there are there is speculation as to other reasons why that was the case. But the evidence is mounting that that is not actually the story. So I think you're right. I think that is not the story. But well, I guess we're just going to wait and see. So, Crow?
2: Real
3: quick, I just want to correct Ben. It uh, actually came out in 2002, not the 90s. Oh, it was very close to the 90s. I thought it was like 99.
0: Well, it was a Polish It's a Polish show. So in other parts of the world, other parts of the world are a few years behind the U.S.
3: There was a show in that Uh, movie. i want to see the oh wait i might be it might have been the movie i'm trying to figure out where i can go watch it now to be honest that's what i've been doing <laughs> no, good luck it's you won't be able to really find it you can but, find
0: screenshots yeah. of it all over the place all right oh, tell okay. you what let's we're going to take a quick break we're going to thank our patrons and then we're going to be back and i've got some details here about what we do know has been said about some of the characters that are coming back and some of that stuff and i want to get your takes on some of this so don't go anywhere we'll be right back
2: Very well. Let us get this over with. Something has
0: infested my vineyard. Mm Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. Alright, here we are in the middle of the show. This is where we get to thank our patrons. And uh, no new patrons this week, but big thank you to all 12 of our current patrons and a big shout out to our higher vampire tier patrons, Ben of Tamaria, who's with us, and Jared M. Thank you for your support, and we really appreciate it. If you are interested in checking out all the different things you can get, ad-free episodes, t-shirts and stickers and all sorts of fun stuff, then go to patreon.com slash witcherlorecast. Check out everything over there. Also, we got a new review that came in on apple podcasts this is from anime 1984 what what anime came out in 1984 i feel like that's a reference to one like some sort of classic anime um but this person wrote on apple Podcasts: witcher lore five stars fun and funny i love this podcast i learned a lot thanks a lot well you're very welcome anime thank you so much for leaving that review see toasty some people think i'm funny um if you would like to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it out on the future five-star reviews. And if you listen on other platforms like Spotify, then you can rate the show on there. So five-star reviews on there would be amazing and helpful as well. Plus, there's a feature on Spotify now where each of the each of the new episodes say things like, what did you think about this episode? And you can post something positive that you enjoyed about that specific episode. All of that stuff helps, and we appreciate all of that because it helps make sure other people can find the show. So, thank you to everybody for your support. Thank you to these patrons who are here with us and all of our other patrons. Let's get back to the rest of the episode.
4: You smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's onion. Right, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm reading chat. We've got Jessica Starr and Scar Crow and Sam Crow. And and the the consensus is, yeah. A lot of crows here today. A lot of crows. A lot of crows. But season two wasn't great. Uh, We're called a murder, actually. A murder of crows. We have a murder of crows here, which is makes sense for us talking about the Witcher. Uh, But yeah, the consensus seems to be that it's it's a long haul back and they probably can't do it. But it would be amazing if they did. So. All right. Here's some of what we know. And feel free to go ahead and unmute and just kind of chime in as we go. This is going to be very free form and and we're just going to talk about this. So this is from a Games Radar article about everything we know about season three so far. And so we have information about some of the characters that will definitely be returning. This includes characters like Vesemir, Lambert, and Cohen. We're going to have some witchers returning, aside from just Geralt. How do you feel about
2: that? I'm okay with that. More for the fact they don't get enough love in the books. Okay. Okay. But are we going to see
0: a situation where you end up with like them extending these characters in ways or killing them when they're not supposed to die yet like poor uh what's what was i mean it? only uh,
2: which one one which is the one that died, died. Um, it's cohen. cohen or are you talking about askel askel yeah Eskel they killed off right they killed off askel in season two and then yeah. a named one there that we just kind of spouted out uh does die later in the books um yeah God knows what happens with him if they do that too early. So, so i
3: I think kind of like we were hitting on earlier, with like Ben was saying, they don't get enough love in the books, and so with things like that, whenever we bring back characters like that, that the the original fans would love to see expanded upon and just see a bit more screen time. I don't think that's too bad, and so I'm I'm here for it as long as they don't. Like you said, don't like really mess up the characters or just like brutalize them. Right, right. Um, kind of like how what was it? Vezemir was so willing. It just seemed like everybody wanted to sacrifice. Yeah, last
0: season. Yeah, a lot of them didn't like. They did not say true to their characters as far as we understood them. Like originally, they they were. Although, everything was changing a little bit.
3: I will say something that. Uh, an interesting thought that i've actually been meaning to bring up on the podcast for a while since we got season two um i think vesemir's at least kind of makes more sense in the world that or like in the backstory that he gave or got from nightmare of the wolf because mm-hmm. remember dugan or whatever his master witcher was it seems like this is definitely one that was raised by a guy like that and Could somewhat want to sacrifice everything for the witchers
0: gotcha yeah it, it plays into the whole their version of everything in the background that they set for it rather than what we get from the the books all right so we have some others and there's a little bit of speculation on these <laughs> so other series regulars like Yasgir, fringilla and kahir will likely have a part to play we know they're still part of the cast
2: do those Any thoughts on this? Definitely. Like, you can't have the show without him. I mean, they... I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yaskir's so important to the show that they put him in Blood Origin. So, like, you know, it's... Yeah. You gotta have Yaskier. They literally ended with Fringilla. So, of course, we're gonna see more of her. Um, Well... The same. And
2: we're getting... Aren't we getting the... God, what's the arc that i'm thinking of and because it's time of, is it time of content we're doing i believe that or, hey, I believe that's, bat- we're headed of, into that yeah or is it baptism and fire
1: we haven't even really finished blood
2: of elves fully so like i don't know what because i know i know they go they're doing the whole island scene the whole on, island um, scene
0: yeah, time Without of content the, seems yeah. to be where, where things are going. And, and from reading some other things, that seems to be what this season is mostly going to be based on. Yeah. So there's that. All right. So here's some other ones. We have uh, Francesca, Filavandrel, Triss, Tasea, Dara, Istrid, Vilgefortz, and Stregobor. The last two. Kill the last two? Is that what you just said? <laughs> we don't need the last two. <laughs> the last three. Do you think we'll see some some big situations with them? I have a, like my gut says we're going to see
2: some of Vugelfort's these characters definitely. Yeah, yeah. Stregobor, I don't even like. Probably they like, made maybe him so, one thing so much bigger than he ever was, and I just yeah, hate he was completely him. pointless in the book. So like, much what?
1: worse too.
2: Wasn't he only in like two books? If that.
1: I think he was in one.
2: Just one? I think it was just, in the first book. Just the, just the Witcher, Last Wish?
1: I think so. I don't remember him anywhere else. <laughs> if it was, it was like they mentioned him and that was it, you know?
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So this goes 100. on. It says, there are also a handful of characters introduced in the second season that are in line for a comeback. They include Dijkstra, Philippa, and Lydia. You think we're going to see a lot of them
3: who's so actually? Again? uh she was the one that helped bilga I i will say the one that got her face all burned off from sniffing oh okay yeah, yeah. oh okay yeah i yeah. can
2: say who yeah. the heck is that i don't remember name.
3: so actually there's two things that i want to say about the the second list that we were just talking about
0: <clears throat> the, the one with uh, all the mages in it
3: yeah yeah so for one i think it'd be kind of cool I don't know how people would react because of the light that it puts Juniper in but I think it'd be kind of cool to finally see a shard of ice between Geralt and Estrid um especially kind of contradicting their like somewhat introduction that they had to each other in season 2 um I will say one of them that I'm not not necessarily mad about but like I don't necessarily see the point of his return is Dara Mm-hmm. I think Dara was a good character for season one to like be somewhat of a companion to Siri and like help her out a bit and give us a bit of like give us a face to help us kind of sympathize with the elves yeah I, just hearing I about feel like them. I that's, happening to them.
0: yeah yeah it's, it's a uh, jump on top of what you're saying real quick I feel like that yeah. was his role was to give us insight into the elven perspective not from just the high ups but from like the common elves and some of the uh, getting stuck in the middle that was happening there
3: so with like yeah and i don't know i think that was a good role for him in season one season two just him kind of being dexter's spy i guess kind of helps introduce dexter as the spy master yeah it gives a familiar face a path to him yeah but but i don't see a real reason for to bring him back especially since In season two, he kind of ended seeming like he didn't want to be a spy for Deepster anymore.
0: Right, right. Yeah, he has kind of a a turn, a change in his perspective on things. So this is interesting. I found this is really interesting. Uh, This is the official plot summary. So let me know what you think about the official plot summary from Netflix. This is how it reads. As monarchs, mages, and beasts of the continent compete to capture her, Geralt takes Ciri of Sintra into hiding. Determined to protect his newly-reunited family against those who would threaten to destroy it. Entrusted with Ciri's magical training, Yennefer leads them to the protected fortress of Eratusa, where she hopes to discover more about the girl's untapped powers. Instead, they discover they've landed in a battlefield of political corruption, dark magic, and treachery. They must fight back, put everything on the line, or risk losing each other forever. Of course, this is written like one of those, like, this is the biggest, most important thing ever kind of things. But what do you think, Ben? What
2: beasts? Like that's the thing <laughs> right. that stuck out. I was like, beasts? Because what? because Witcher's hunt monsters, like so monsters, they're gonna have to. But they're not after, like I guess. They're right, the right. monolith ones are after her. but... Well, like... I mean, you have <laughs> the wild hunt. <laughs> remember
1: Ben? Does <laughs> you remember the
0: beast? There's the beast from the Blood Origin. Not <laughs> to say that. <laughs> yeah, but the, but the God. wild hunt. I think I think they're still under the impression that people think the wild hunt is all monsters. I think that might be part of this. But, but they're not.
2: <laughs> yeah but the average viewer doesn't necessarily know that that's fair and probably you know in the show if they are doing the seven season plot we won't no one wouldn't actually know what they are until like season five yeah yeah it'll take a while
0: but okay so other than the beasts thing what did you think about this going to Arutuza, Uh, you know discovering more for untapped powers
3: so I'm hoping that it ends with them at Aretuza and like kind of the um was it the was it the coup at the Thanodiles? was that what it was it, it's the coup yeah that's yeah so kind of leading to like ending at that hopefully because just the way that it made it sound it seemed like kind of how like in season two they had the one short story for episode one and then the rest of it they were mostly mm-hmm. at care Morin. and so i feel like it would slow it down so much. I understand the Witcher is like very like the story of the Witcher is very political and everything. But if they have like the one single story for the first episode and then second episode they're in Eratusa and it's all like political treachery and stuff and just seeing Geralt rumble around corridors. <laughs> Grumbling like,
0: like oh, stupid mages <laughs> and kings. <laughs> 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 that would be amazing if that's all he did for the entire season.
2: I theorize we will only get that for like maybe an episode or two and that's it.
0: Yeah, so usually when it comes to the things that the, the these companies will release coming up to a season, if they name people or plots, those things are within the first episode or two. And then because they don't want to spoil the lead, like where things are going. So maybe it'll happen like crow's doing. but if if trends tell
2: you anything, Ertusa will show up in the first or second episode. The thing is, I looked at the cast list and they have characters that are like, oh, that's way after the coup. So yeah, maybe should, maybe I'm this sure will move faster we should, than we expect. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming.
0: I mean, they might be shooting for like a five season total arc rather
1: than something like seven. So if that's the case, they're going to have they to probably like started to like, I don't know if it would have been during the writing of this particular season. I would imagine coming more for cutting, like cutting down stuff for next season after like, you know, uh, Henry Cavill leaving is probably would have been probably the expectation of like the replacement, the recasting and people's reaction to that I would imagine. Like, all right. Well, like, start cutting it down this shit's not gonna last seven seasons that's for damn sure. so like uh but yeah ben's probably right they're probably gonna do some crazy like bs or whatever and like skip so much stuff um which (laughs) whatever uh i mean there would be marriage in ending on the coup of then because like and we're gonna get into spoilers so if you don't want like like legit spoilers because i'm going to say some shit it
0: is a lore um, cast so I, I think people are yeah. kind of used to this but We, we spoil spoiler
1: things. alert here if you want to you know shut things off we know like during that coup fucking gerald gets his ass handed to him by vogafords right and we know they're recasting and i don't think they're just going to do a simple thing because they don't understand how to just do simple things in this like writing team are you saying that his
0: face is gonna get messed up and that's why he looks different
1: i was gonna say that they're gonna do some weird time bullshit and like vilgefortz will just kill geralt in that fight and then somehow we get a different geralt like a
2: younger geralt do what they did um kind of like do the thing at the end of the books where you know we know Yen and siri or not yet. Yen and Geralt quote-unquote die mm-hmm. and then the games pick up right off the books and say like, oh, he's some magically alive somehow.
0: Somehow he's still alive. Strange, mm. but he doesn't well, remember he most of, like of anything. Fourth
2: wall break for a little bit. So, yeah. Oh, you look a little different. Yeah. Well, it happens. And then like go off and do whatever they're going to do in season four. Right. So that
1: would be the smart way to handle a recast or whatever. I will yeah.
2: laugh if it's a pitchfork
1: that would be could hilarious be. Could but be. i don't think it's i don't think it's gonna well who knows but like i don't know that gerald's gonna get like the dumbest reason for the recast like let's be entirely honest here
3: it's gonna be the dumbest oh yeah reason. so i just want it to be like slapstick stupid where he's like riding away from his horse just all beaten and bloody and vilgo is like not yet you son of a bitch and just flings a spell Hits him in the back of the head. <laughs> Let me just, just all of a sudden face changes. He looks <laughs> in the water and it's like, ah, oh, I'm so ugly now. <laughs>
2: like, oh my god. Oh man. Oh no, I look ten years younger. Oh what no. The
3: heck?
0: <laughs> all right. So uh, that's that's some wacky stuff. So okay, this section of the article I found particularly interesting. So what do you think about this? Uh, Hisrich, the showrunner, has also revealed on Twitter that the upcoming season will adapt Sapkowski's time of content like we've been talking about the first season adapted aspects of the last wish while the second season focused on a grain of truth and the majority of a blood of elves we're not going into heavy book spoilers here but in short expect one of geralt's most brutal fight scenes an odyssey for siri and the introduction of the criminal coup the rats or criminal criminal group the rats um what so uh, this is what we've been speculating. Some of this stuff has come up in our conversation so far.
2: That seems to be where they're going. Does that sound right? Yep, because they actually cast the majority of the rats. They actually did a casting for them already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yep, that's happening. Okay, okay. So, n- any other thoughts Toasty on that?
1: Thoughts. Toasty, you got thoughts? I just, there's, like, there's also... So like obviously we're talking about like staying more true to the source material. There's that part. I would not mind changing drastically because there's some really gross stuff with the rats that I absolutely hate. And I hope that they change that because if they change everything and then keep that more true, like
3: At that point, I'm going to lose my fucking Slap mind. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah, I was just about to say them introducing the rats is going to be very problematic, depending on how they keep it. Like, because, yeah, reading the parts of the rats, like, just every time that they popped up, it was some type of it was cringy. Chill. It, yeah, and, and, and it it's like,
2: mm...
1: so Jin came unmuted. Jen has thoughts. Jen, you have thoughts?
4: I do have thoughts and I'm wondering if they're not gonna change a whole lot because they also aged Siri up a little bit.
2: They did. They I did. That's have... true. That they is did. very true. They did. I so never thought of that part.
4: It's still super it
2: cringe, but not, still, not as super cringe. cringe. <laughs> it's still, it's cringe. still pretty super
1: cringe. It's still like, it is. Because it is. Yeah. It's not like the fact that she's a child makes it entirely worse but it's still not a consensual relationship
2: yeah yeah but she's in this show she's what like they made her what like 16 17 mm-hmm. yeah she's older yes. oh. yeah in the book yeah. she's like what 12
0: right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah right yeah okay well hopefully we don't get the worst version of that um maybe the uh, hopefully they like get close and then they you know st- like they imply what might happen and then they don't go there. Like one of those kinds of things. Like these people are terrible. They do these kinds of things. And then everyone it goes, off-screen. Oh God,
2: do it. they go, You're Oh God,
0: there's the threat off-screen. of this thing happening. And then it just doesn't quite happen. You know, like something like that. Uh, but here's, here's another part I, I want to get your take on. It sounds like the upcoming episodes will be very close to the source material. This is according to games, com. So if you have any questions or thoughts on this, write them, not us uh, quote. What is so interesting is that season three to me, and this is uh, the showrunner again, uh, is the closest thing that we've done as a one-to-one adaptation of the books, Hisridge told Entertainment Weekly. Obviously we can't do every page, but Time of Content gave us so many big action events, plot points, defining character moments, huge reveals of a big bad. There's so much to do that we were able to stick really, really closely with the books. This is verbatim, her saying, basically, I know we didn't stick that closely to the books in season two. I know people have a problem with it, but give us another chance, everybody. This one's really
2: close to the books. I'll see it when I believe it. Yeah, do you believe this? No, not in a heart, not even in a no. I feel like that's just another bait and
3: switch. She's saying that to try because she knows she's losing so many fans whenever she's in Henry
2: Cavill. Who trusts entertainment weekly anymore <clears throat> well oh, i mean yeah, this too, is
0: her saying right. it to entertainment weekly so they just put published the quote my th- but, thi-
1: my thoughts but, here are that she believes that remaining close to the source material is having the main plot points part of it
0: that, like, that's it nothing else like
1: going like going there like to r a. uh having vilgeforts be bad guy right like, right that's so, remaining close to the source material that's what i feel like she thinks it would be like it would be like uh
0: putting together an outline for a novel And going, these are all the physical locations that this set of heroes have to go. These are all the battles that have to happen. Put put them in the outline and then filling in everything else in between with whatever you want. As long as you can get from one plot point to the next. (laughs) That's the picture you gave me, Toasty.
1: Oh, God, that could be true. I feel like there was just, too many points in your example. Like, <laughs> I feel like you put do 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 do. I think it's do do. It's like <laughs>
0: start. Start Geralt to Rivia. End. it's 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 three. It's three <laughs> bullet, <laughs> bullet points. That's, <laughs>
3: like it's, that's what it is.
0: End so Vulcan Forts. Anything else in the middle. It's, it's cool. We followed the plot. Oh, boy. Oh,
3: well, I just I feel like they've gone so far off with the. uh The story anyway, in like season two, like not horribly far off, but like just far off enough that if they came back and just stuck straight to the source material for season three, it would be such like a neck breaking kind of like shock sort of thing that it wouldn't make sense with the rest of the story that they already did like have set up
2: here here's here's a here's a fun thing um it's just like the sequel trilogy of Star Wars you can watch seven and nine and completely skip eight and still be caught up I swear if they do that with this watch all of season one okay that's cool then watch season three it makes perfect sense and like
1: (laughs) I like because that's also a point I like I agree with Ben the monoliths are stupid as hell <laughs> but also if they just decide to just like just completely write out the monoliths then it's like what what was why the point? was this in your story in the right, first place right and we've
0: seen with blood origin that the monoliths are even more important than we already knew and they like and
1: doubled down on it yeah so
0: like this <laughs> is their contrived thing and they seem to be wanting to stick to it and so they're just going to keep on You know shoving monoliths in between all of these bullet points (laughs) it's like another monolith and then more monolith stuff it seems to be the case jen any thoughts on on this stuff before we wrap it up shaking shaking of a head
4: yeah i i agree that if they try to make that breakneck turn of going directly back to the storyline it's going to kind of invalidate what they have decided to do with the characters in season two uh me but it is what we've asked for the whole time and if the people be running the show are going okay hey we listened to you we brought you back to the storyline we brought you back to the source material like you asked and here we here you guys are bitching that it's not going to be good because they've already changed too many things in season two it's like yeah how are they supposed to win
0: it's a catch-22 for sure they're not. Yeah, that's the yeah. Point. yeah. That's the thing. They you just know, don't. I would be totally fine with them just never mentioning Monoliths again in this whole season, and just not even bringing it up. Because this happens in shows where a plot point Yes, a plot point will be seeded, and then all of a sudden, the show just never comes back around to that point. It just disappears, and that's not the best writing in the world. But it's better than continuing bad writing.
1: So I would be okay with that. I just, what I really want from season three, right? What I really want is that when we eventually talk about it and do like recap stuff on this show, I want to be excited to do one of those recaps. Mm Mm-hmm. And what would that it mean? It Wasn't for any of the season two ones, right?
0: What would that mean? Would that mean like, oh man, they really did this scene really well, and the motivation for that character in the scene was just like it was in the books. It was amazing, like that.
1: that? Any, like literally anything. Honestly, <laughs> literally like, I don't anything. Like every single one, because they're so long as well. Like yeah. they're hour plus long episodes. Right. So like, I like I'm not even gonna like doing those felt like such a slog. Like it felt like it was like, okay, I have to, I have to do this thing. I just want to be like, get to and be like, oh man, this is going to be so fun to talk about. And just like,
0: like, you
3: know, what if we, we have
0: so much to say. What if we expanded extended one episode to two episodes, one episode of the show, two episodes of our show. Cause there's so much to dig into because it's so good and meaty. Yeah. That would be amazing. Instead of like, can we cram two or three of their episodes into one of ours? Because nobody's going to sit here and go through all the details because they're, they're really just kind of, eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would that would be very nice. Well, to wrap this up, I mean, I think we're all very, very skeptical about where this might go. We've got hopes, but we're not going to hold our breath. That's kind of the sense I get. And we're just going to have to see. So hopefully we get to find out sooner than later. And I guess we'll know very soon. But uh, here, let's wrap this up. Let's go through everybody and feel free to share something about what you've got going on. Things you want to share or... You know, whatever. And uh thanks for being here. We'll start with Ben. Ben, I know you got stuff.
2: Yes, I do have stuff. If no one uh noticed, I kept throwing out Star Wars references. Uh <laughs> I am one of the hosts. You don't have any like cool. Star Wars, do you? What no? It's not like I have a mm. bunch of Star Wars merchant around my room next to Witcher stuff. <laughs> um I am one of the hosts of uh, Holocron History, Star Wars Canon vs. Legends, where we take a deep dive into the Star Wars lore, go over the differences between Legends and Canon. And then I also host the show Wizarding World Lorecast, to where we take a deep dive in all things in Wizarding World and Harry Potter. Sadly, that one's been on uh, hold because... My new work schedule with my new job is so hectic and it's all over the place. Yeah, but you're getting back to it, but, right? Yeah, we're we're, we're going to start hopefully getting back to Wizarding World, hopefully next week. Nice. Nice. Awesome. We'll keep up the good work with those. And those are all on the
0: Robots Radio Network. So if you're looking for links, go to robotsradio.net or just look it up on whatever podcast you're listening to this on. Crow, you got anything new? Any, any new uh, airplane flying stories? Anything? going on with that
3: <laughs> uh nothing terribly crazy i got my multi-engine add-on for my commercial license so nice. i can fly faster planes congrats and that's cool now i'm on the uh thank you yeah now i'm just trying to get my teaching certification so i can teach other people to fly planes cool well good but, luck with that yeah well thanks thanks, other thanks. Than that, i'm crow on the discord Awesome.
0: Yeah. Thanks for joining us. And Jen, you got stuff. I do. I also
4: have two shows on the network. Uh, two Girls, One Ship, Reanalyze, Rate, and Review, Video Game Romances. Uh, had soup. We had fun doing our patron chat the other night early this uh, month where we played uh, FMK Cyberpunk
2: 2077.
4: Mm. And Toasty joined me on that one. It was a lot of fun. And Toasty joins me also every week on the Cyberpunk Lorecast, uh, talking about the foundations of the past, the state of Night City today, and the news of the future for all things cyberpunk. Uh, Danger Gal is the next upcoming release for the Cyberpunk Red. It's a whole character dossier.
0: Ooh,
4: it's really cool.
0: Ooh, Wake up, Samurai. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds awesome. Yeah, you can find her stuff at robotsradio.net as
1: well. And Toasty, you got anything else you want to share? Well, and like Jen already said, Cyberpunk Lorecast, of course. And then I also do the Cyberpunk Red Live Play Podcast, Cyberpunked, uh, Cyberpunk apostrophe D, with the funding for an almighty crit gang. Awesome. Cool stuff.
0: Well, thanks for joining me, everybody. And this has been a, a very, very interesting perspective on all of this. And I guess we're just going to have to see how things shake out. Uh, If you're interested in the stuff I do, everything that I do, all my other shows, robotsradio.net for that stuff, and uh, thanks for being here. We'll be back next week with another one of our regular episodes, just me and Toasty, and until then,
1: stay safe on the path.
0: See you next time. Thanks for tuning in to The Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games, and the books, and the TV series, and all your thoughts on everything please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at WitcherLoreCast. You've been listening to a Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at RobotsRadio.net